Time to wake Time up. To wake up. <laughs> <laughs> no longer can we rely on those same people in the media and politics who will say anything to keep our rigged system in place. Instead, we must choose to believe in America. History is watching us now. We don't have much time, but history is watching. It's waiting to see if we will rise to the occasion and if we will show the whole world that America is still free and independent and strong. Because today, we are not merely transferring power from one administration to another or from one party to another. But we are transferring power from Washington, D.C. and giving it back to you, the people. For too long, a small group in our nation's capital has reaped the rewards of government while the people have borne the cost. You are tuned in to His Hard Line. Welcome to the number one show many have yet to discover. Our priorities of discussion are quite simple. We put God first. We talk about good health and how to fortify our families. Followed by how we restore the republic so we can have a strong nation once again. So patriots, so patriots assemble. 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 Let's say China. (laughs) Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Good evening, good afternoon, and good morning, wherever you're at in the world. I am Jason, your co-host with God and Jesus Christ at my side, because they are the host with the most. They are the ones in charge, and they are the ones in the captain's chair, they're at the wheel, and they are steering this ship through these crazy waters that we call life. So welcome to His Hardline, episode 544. And today is going to be Operation Vampire Killer 2000. And then we're going to be we're, we're going to be starting off, though, with a reading out of Galatians chapter 3. It is Wednesday, May 17th, 2023. It's Wednesday, May 17th, 2023. And I hope everybody's having a good day, good evening so far, good day. And uh, I tell you what, you would imagine that uh, I, I pretty much suck at my job because I thought I had my button set up differently here. And of course, as you heard, you heard Trump say, let's say China. Yeah, that's not what I meant to play. Instead, like I said, I always play the, uh, what do you call it, that, uh, you know, this sound. Right? Usually I play that sound. Now, on my mixing board, it's the same color as this sound. Let's say China. Yeah, so it fooled me. It fooled me. I was like, oh, no, I'm not on the right setting. (laughs) So, ladies and gentlemen, let's all just, you know, together, let's say China. I tell you. So, anyways, um, I hope everybody's doing well. Uh, We just got in the house we went and did a bunch of grocery shopping um 
my mind's a little frazzled right now because I don't know what's going on with Meyer. Our grocery store that's right around the corner from us is Frederick Meyer, right? They must be dealing with some serious uh, employment issues. You know, I guess they don't have the help that they need because both self-checkout lines, both for the general merchandise and for the grocery side, was not only filled up but lined up, oh, I don't know, 35, 40 people deep. And then they only had three regular checkout lines that were occupied that were, you know, manned with a person ringing things up. And then you have somebody bagging the groceries. Well, then finally they, they called another one, another person to come up to open up a fourth lane because all those lines were not only getting stacked up past the main, you know, walkway behind all the checkout lines, you know what I mean? But it was going like eight, nine, 10 carts deep into the general merchandise, like into the clothing section. Like that's, it's been, it was nuts. And of course there's always, always, always somebody that is, you know, talking, chatting, like constantly, just constantly just taking forever. Right. Yes. I know guys I already blocked them. I'm not, I'm not about to deal with trolls this early in the show. <laughs> in fact, in fact, uh, hold on a second. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. <laughs> this gives me. Yeah. Troll alert. Troll alert. I smell a stinky troll. That's right. We smell a troll. You will be booted out. Your nonsense is no longer allowed. <laughs> it's time for you to learn some digital manners. Adios. Pow. Yeah, that's right. Bye, Felicia. Bye, Felicia. Bye, Felicia. That's right. You know, I, I've already blocked him because I'm not going to deal with that nonsense here. Be gone, Lucifer. But you can enjoy it because maybe you'll get some Jesus in your heart. And, uh, you know, maybe you might turn over to God. That's right. So in the meantime, you know, I just got one thing to say to you. You are fake news. Go ahead. That's right. All right. So anyway, but yeah, so. It was just kind of stupid at the grocery store. I was like, man, oh, man, oh, man, oh, man. I'll tell you what. So, you know, they're dealing with hired help and, or, you know, hiring issues and, and, and whatnot. But, you know, it's only going to get worse. It's only going to get worse, of course, with the unemployment because nobody wants to work, it seems like, these days. You know what I mean? So, anyway. All right. So, today we are going to, before we get into the talk of Operation Vampire Killer 2000, uh, we're going to do a reading out of Galatians chapter three. Remember, in Galatians, there's only what five chapters. So today we're going to be on chapter three, talking about justification by faith. And then when we get into verse fifteen, we talk about how the law did not nullify the promise. And then when we get into verse twenty-three, um, we talk about what faith has brought us. So starting with verse one, it reads, "O stupid Galatians." Who has bewitched you before whose eyes Jesus Christ was publicly portrayed as crucified? I want to learn only this from you. Did you receive the spirit from works of the law or from faith in what you heard? Are you so stupid? After beginning with the spirit, are you now ending with the flesh? Did you experience so many things in vain? If indeed it was in vain, does then the one who supplies the spirit to you and works mighty deeds among you do so from works of the law or from faith in what you heard. Thus Abraham believed God and it was so credited to him as righteousness. 
realize that it is those who have faith who are children of Abraham. Scripture, which saw in advance that God would justify the Gentiles by faith, foretold the good news to Abraham, saying, Through you shall all the nations be blessed. And consequently, those who have faith are blessed along with Abraham who had faith. For all who depend on works of the law are under a curse, for it is written, Cursed be everyone who does not persevere in doing all the things written in the book of the law, in that no one is justified before God by the law is clear. For the one who is righteous by faith will live, but the law does not depend on faith. Rather, the one who does these things will live by them. Christ ransomed us from the curse of the law by becoming a curse for us, for it is written, Cursed be everyone who hangs on a tree that the blessing of Abraham might be extended to the Gentiles through Christ Jesus so that we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. The law did not nullify. So this is the part where we get into where the law did not nullify the promise. So verse 15, it reads, Brothers, in human terms, I say that no one can annul or amend even a human will once ratified. Now the promises were made to Abraham and to his descendants. It does not say, and to the descendants, as referring to many, but as referring to one, and to your descendant, who is Christ. This is what I mean. The law, which came 430 years afterward, does not annul a covenant previously ratified by God so as to cancel the promise. For if the inheritance comes from the law, it is no longer from a promise, but God bestowed it on Abraham through a promise. Now, why then the law? It was added for transgressions until the descendant came to whom the promise had been made. It was promulgated by angels at the hand of a mediator. And now there is no mediator when only one party is involved and God is one. Is the law then opposed to the promises of God? Of course not. For if a law had been given that could bring life, then righteousness would in reality come from the law. But Scripture confined all things under the power of sin, that through faith in Jesus Christ, the promise might be given to those who believe. Now, before faith came, we were held in custody under law, confined for the faith that was to be revealed. And consequently, the law was our you know, disciplinarian for Christ, that we might be justified by faith. But now that faith has come, we are no longer under a under disciplinarian for through faith you are all children of god in christ jesus now for all of you who were baptized into christ you've closed yourself in christ there is neither jew nor greek there is neither slave nor free person there is not male and female for you are all one in christ jesus and if you belong to christ then you are abraham's descendants heirs according to the promise and that is the reading of Galatians chapter 3, verses 1 through 29. <clears throat> oh, and I must not forget my daily disclaimer. I cannot forget that, guys, because, you know, 
I'll get hate mail. I'll get people be like, oh, you, you, you so interpreted that wrong. It's like, yeah, okay. So here's my disclaimer for all the Karens and Darrens out there. So remember, as I've always stated periodically on this podcast, I am not a doctor. I don't wear a white coat. I'm not a financial advisor. I'm not a pastor, priest, deacon, or biblical scholar. I'm certainly not a bar lawyer. So don't take your legal advice from me. And I'm also not the official face or voice of the national, state, or county assemblies. Additionally, I do not advocate for violence. I am my own man, and the opinions, thoughts, and statements are of my own unless I reference other material, which right here, I was reading actually out of BibleGateway.com, and then the uh, summary is going to be out of BibleRef.com, so which that's what we're going to get into right now. And Oh, just a little housekeeping real quick. Again, the website's hishardline.com. That's www.hishardline.com. If you do want to feel so inclined to send me hate mail, just put, uh, you know, your most hateful subject in the subject line. Uh, it's hishardline at gmail.com, hishardline at gmail.com, and I'll make sure it's in file 86. So there you go. So let's see here. So I hope everybody, again, is having a great, great day. Oh, what's the matter? I went back to the chat. No Lucifer? Where'd Lucifer go? Did he go bye-bye? Oh, Lucifer went bye-bye. We had somebody in the chat, guys, by the name of Lucifer. <laughs> you know what we had to play when we saw him? Like, literally, he had the pentagram and his little, you know, icon thing. And literally, his screen name said Lucifer. So we're like, troll alert. Troll alert. I smell a stinky troll. Like, troll I like, alert. I like playing that. That was fun. That was very fun. I instantly blocked him because or her, whoever it is behind her, it, you know, isn't, isn't Lucifer an it, right? Cause they're transgender. Isn't that what they like? Isn't that what they, you know, you know, I guess worship transgenderism, right? <laughs> hey, Lucy. <laughs> oh, that is freaking, that's funny. Hey, Lucy, I think it's, you got some explaining to does. <laughs> my god oh man oh man oh man oh man i tell you what you know the trolls will always be there you just you're never gonna get you're never gonna you're never gonna get away from them you're never gonna get away from them. that's all there is to it all right so back to the summary so now in galatians 3 paul continues to make the case that faith in christ is all that is required to be justified right? Made righteous in God's eyes. Now, Paul also continues to write with great urgency. Now, this matters deeply to him. The Galatian Christians had believed in Jesus and began enjoying their freedoms in Christ, and then a group of false teachers known as the Judaizers showed up. Now, these men from Jerusalem agreed that it was necessary to believe in Jesus. However, they also claimed that in order for non-Jewish people to truly be included in the family of God, the men must be circumcised and all must follow the law of Moses. Sorry about that. I had to take a quick sip. But Paul begins this chapter by calling the Galatians Christians foolish for beginning to believe such teaching. And he then presents three separate arguments for why it does not make sense for the Galatians to begin to follow the law of Moses. Now, first, Paul talks about the Galatian believers' own experience of coming to Christ. Now, not only did they see Christ crucified in Paul's teaching, but they also experienced firsthand the arrival of the Holy Spirit after they believed. 
Now, often in the New Testament, the Holy Spirit demonstrated God's power in some supernatural way when coming in, you know, coming to indwell new Christians. Now, that had apparently happened to the Galatians. Now, perhaps they spoke in tongues or they experienced some other supernatural event. But in addition to all that, they saw miracles happen through the work of God's Spirit. Now, Paul asked them directly, did the Spirit come from God as a result of your healing the tr- or hearing the truth by faith, or did it happen by doing works of the law? Which one was it? Since they had not done any works before believing in Jesus, the clear answer is that God sent His Spirit in response to their faith. What then do they have to gain from following the law then? Now, the second thing is that Paul begins to quote the scriptures, and perhaps the Galatians will be persuaded from the same parts of God's word the Judaizers are distorting to mislead them. Now, Paul shows that the scriptures have always pointed to God, blessing, coming by faith, and a curse from God coming through the law. Now, Paul states flatly that people of faith, not people of the law, are Abraham's children. I mean, after all, Abraham was counted righteous, right? He was counted as being justified for believing God, and God told Abraham that all the nations would be blessed through him. Thus, those of faith are the ones blessed along with Abraham. So Paul then quotes Deuteronomy and Habakkuk and Leviticus to show that the law brings only a curse to those who fall, or excuse me, to those who fail to follow it in any way. Now, it is not about faith. It's not, it's, it's not about faith, but it's about action, right? Now, since all people fail to keep the law in some way, Christ had to pay that curse with his own life. And that's how he redeemed those in slavery under the law so that they could be justified by faith in him. And so finally, Paul presents to the Galatians a legal argument. Now, covenants are legal documents. As such, the covenant made with Israel recorded in the law, did not undo the covenant he made with Abraham. I'm going to repeat something here for a second that you should all pay attention to. Covenants are legal documents, right? And as such, the covenant God made with Israel recorded in the law did not undo the covenant he made with Abraham. And so the promises of the covenant remained in place all the way until the arrival of Jesus, who legally claimed those promises, by the way. Now, all who come to Christ by faith are entitled to share in that inheritance, including non-Jewish people known as Gentiles, by the way. Now, in fact, that legal transaction gives believers a permanent standing as God's children, whether Jewish, Greek, slave, free, male, or female, all are one in Christ. And since all are equal heirs to the inheritance, God promised to Abraham. That's right. And that is the summary for Galatians chapter 3. Let me take another quick sip. Excuse me. So, Let's take a, hot, a little little time out for a minute and say hello to some people here in the chat, all the normal people that typically come in here. So starting at the top of the list here, we got Angel Eyes. Good evening, my beautiful, beautiful, stunning wife who had one hell of a day today. Uh, that's a different story for a different day. Uh, let's just say that we ended up having to get Mama a bottle of wine. Yeah. 
Uh, good evening to MAGA Grandma Ann. You know, I haven't seen you in a while, MAGA Grandma Ann. Where you been? I haven't seen your screen name pop up in a while. Glad to see you here. I hope you're doing well and healthy. My boy Oscar in Missouri. How you doing, Oscar? We got April K and Nancy S. Now, this is one I've never seen. In, well, well, hold on a second. Actually, let me scroll up. Then we got Paul Federico. I tell you what, I don't know why I enjoy saying that 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 name, Paul Federico from Nevada. It sounds very, very exotic. And then we got Destry bringing the pain, Mudman. We can't call him Snowman anymore because now Alaska is starting to get sixty and sixty-five degree weather. Everything's turning muddy up there. They got mosquitoes as their state bird up there. They're so big. Um, and him and his family and friends, they go four-wheeling. And yeah, we're gonna start calling. Mr. Payne Mudman. Can't call him Snowman anymore. Not until about, I don't know, September. Then we can call him Snowman again. <laughs> Let's see here. We got Landonim. I've never seen that name in here before, but whoever you are, welcome to the show. Glad to have you here. Landonim, I think is how I'm pronouncing it right. I think. Uh, let's see here. Who else we got here? We got Leslie Liberty. Welcome. We got Mary. And Keith and I know their sweet little, little, little dog, Trixie. It's the cutest dog you'd ever lay hand, you know, lay your eyes on. Seriously, just the cutest, cutest dog. Uh, let's see here. Oh, we got more people rolling in here. Let me go to page three. And of course, we got Rietta and Donnie. I mean, those are like the, those are, you know, like Destry. They're like normies in here. I mean, they're like the town, they're like the town normies in here. And oh, wait, wait. I went back to page one. We got Patriot Beagle. So welcome. Glad to have you here. Hope everybody's doing well. So uh, let's look at the chat here for a second. Let's see. Let me scroll up a little bit. You know, I'm a little disappointed Lucifer disappeared. For some of you that might be just joining in, yeah, we had somebody with a screen name, Lucifer, and they had a pentagram, uh, very satanic looking in their icon. I instantly blocked him right away because, you know, Jesus did say in Luke 10, 19 that he gives us authority to step on snakes and scorpions, right? And so I was just not going to have any of that nonsense. I was like, you know what? You are not about to come in here and disrupt this great community of God-loving, God-fearing, Jesus in their heart, you know, his hardline family. You're just not going to do it. But I was hoping they'd stick around, maybe get a little Jesus in their heart. Maybe they might convert over to God, you know, drop the uh, the square and go with a winner, right? God and Jesus Christ. Amen. Right. Uh, let's see here. Oscar said he had some paperwork to make sure it was signed at a crooked presentation. <laughs> That's freaking great. Oh, and my mom just rolled in the house here. Hey, Ma, Coastal Runner in the house. Ma, you missed it. We had a celebrity in the house. You missed it. Seriously, a celebrity in a bad way, by the way, too. Yeah, Lucifer was in the house. We had somebody with a screen name uh, by the name of Lucifer, and they had a pentagram in their icon. Oh, it was great. Yeah, I, I ended up blocking them because, again, Jesus said that we have the you know authority to step on snakes and scorpions. But I said, hey, you're welcome to stick around, get the word of God in you, you know, but uh, apparently they disappeared. They, you know, I guess went back to the pits of hell. But, uh, you know, it is what it is. <laughs> yeah, it was great. I was actually pretty excited. I'm like, yes, maybe I maybe I can make history and convert convert Lucifer over to God again. Right. Make God great in Lucifer's life again. But that didn't work out. He ran away. So that sucked. Yeah, I was, I was really sad. So anyway, okay. So 
So you guys might be wondering, what is with this show title? What what is this of vamp? You know, Operation Vampire Killer Two Thousand. Well, somebody, I think it was Patriot Beagle, maybe. I want to give credit where credit is due. Patriot Beagle, I think, was the one. Patriot Beagle, chime in here. I think you were the one, either Four Cranes or Patriot Beagle. I think you're one of the same. Um, was showing me this. Uh, it's 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 by the police, um, in the national hyphen assembly.net websites in the forums and it's called operation vampire killer 2000 and it's by a group of police officers national guardsmen and military officers who have you know contributed to this uh this special publication to make people aware of a plan to overthrow the constitutional republic of these united states of america and so uh and so anyways um for some reason, something inside of me told me to discuss that a little further because I read it and I, I was like, wow, I'm like, this is very, very interesting. But before we get into that, there's a few things I want to play. A couple audio pieces. Now, the first thing I want to play is, let's see, what time we got here? We got 24 minutes in, almost 25 minutes. Okay. Well, I don't have to work tomorrow. So if I go a little over, no big deal. So so uh, Paul Federico in Nevada, you, you are off today on giving me the T minus, but I'm not going to go too much longer over an hour because it is a nice, beautiful day out. I don't have to work tomorrow or Friday, but then I got a six day stretch starting Saturday. So that's going to suck. Oh, and by the way, just for the record, ladies and gentlemen, tomorrow, Thursday, tomorrow will be a podcast free Thursday, but I will be back on Friday, not in the morning, by the way, not in the morning. I will be on at 7 p.m. on Friday evening, okay? I'm going to keep that time normal, okay? Because Rietta and Donnie, I, I, God forbid they wake up at 5 in the morning just to listen to my freaking voice. I mean, that's I, I wouldn't even do that. I wouldn't even do that. But anyway, so but listen to this, though. So here's a little audio piece I want to play. My, my wife sent me this this morning, my wife, my beautiful wife. I mean, she keeps me on my toes on so many different things. And this talks about how the Rockefellers hijacked the American health industry for profit by eliminating, eliminating God's natural remedies. Give this a listen to real quick. This is interesting. Maybe. Let's see. Is it going to play? Come on, Bueller. Time that John D. Rockefeller seized U.S. media, he also hijacked U.S. medicine. When it was discovered that drugs could be produced from petroleum, America's top oil mogul ordered his army of propagandists to invert reality accordingly. Medicines used for thousands of years were suddenly classified as alternative, while the new, petroleum-based, highly addictive, and patentable drugs were declared the gold standard. After buying the German pharmaceutical company that manufactured chemicals of war for Adolf Hitler, Rockefeller leveraged his political influence by pressing Congress to declare natural healing modalities unscientific quackery. Rockefeller then took control of the American Medical Association and began offering massive grants to top medical schools under the mandate that only his approved curriculum be taught. Any mention of the healing powers of herbs, plants, and diet was erased from most medical textbooks. Doctors and professors who objected to Rockefeller's plan were crucified by the media, removed from the AMA, and stripped of their license to teach and practice medicine. Those who dared to speak out were arrested and jailed. When evidence began to emerge that petroleum-based medicines were causing cancer, Mr. Rockefeller founded the American Cancer Society through which he suppressed that information. 
John D. Rockefeller is duly credited as the founder of the pharmaceutical industry and the reason that medical error is currently the third leading cause of death in America. This is not an indictment against doctors. More than anyone, they are under the stranglehold of the single largest lobbying power in Washington. Every year, the pharmaceutical industry spends at least twice the amount as big oil to influence laws, policies, and public perception. Thanks to Mr. Rockefeller, the architect of American monopolies, no industry has more power over our lives. This man woke up in a year coma. What he said when he woke up shocked everyone. Yeah, that's interesting though, isn't it? It is very, very interesting. Ever since they discovered that you can use petroleum-based products for, you know, quote-unquote medicine, I mean, this is, I think, where it kind of was a turning point for getting people, you know, started to get sick. I mean, it's just, it, it's it's really ridiculous, you know. I mean, it's no wonder they try to demonize people who use natural remedies. In fact, I, I heard even somewhere, don't, uh, all right, now I'm going to use this loosely, okay, because I heard it, all right? I heard it. But people, I've heard that the people that use natural remedies were even criticized as being witches to a degree. Could you believe that? Because they were using God's remedies, right? Whether it be weeds, right? Or dandelions, right? Stuff like that. Anything that's natural that comes from the earth, people who try to come up with natural remedies were actually considered witches, which obviously is far from the truth. But yeah, I mean, it just goes to show you how so desperate they are to, to, you know, take away the rightful medicine that God gave us here on his earth. Um, I'm sorry, I'm a little distracted. I got a little squirrel, squirrel moment here. I'm like reading everybody's uh, temperature that's at their home. Destry is saying it's 63 and sunny here in Fairbanks, Alaska. Leslie Liberty says right now it's 81 in Missouri. Um, and of course, my wife, she gets a little, <laughs> she goes, Destry, you're warmer than us. Again, we have 57 degrees. Yeah, see, there you go, babe. We need to move up to Alaska. De Destry can get me a job where he works at driving a truck. I can make a nice, healthy six-figure income up there, and we could all go four-wheeling together. We'll buy four-wheelers and, and side-by-sides, get all muddy. It'll be great. Let's see here. Rietta says 75 and no chemtrails. Good day here in Southern California. Lucky. And Paul Federico, he's got 95 and muggy overcast in Vegas. That sounds terrible. That sounds like Florida weather. No, thanks. That sounds absolutely terrible, man. Oh, man, oh, man, oh, man. So anyway, so there is that. Now, here's something else that I thought was very interesting that I wanted to play real quick. And then we'll get into the, uh, we'll get into the, um, we'll get into the, Operation Vampire Killer 2000. Now, do you remember that Malaysia flight that that kind of disappeared in the early 2000s, right? That never was found. So I think my wife didn't send me this one. I'm trying to think. Uh, oh, no, my mom sent me this. So this was interesting, too. I've, so she sent me this link. It was on Telegram. Listen to this. Now, this guy, uh, what's his name? Hold on a second. Let me see if I can find his name real quick. This is very intriguing because the guy that's talking.
Crabtree became popular among the African-American communities in the southern United States with his no-holds-barred uh, sets poking fun at the bigotry and racism in the United States. Now, in 1961, he became a staple in the comedy clubs and appeared on television and released some comedy record album. Now, that being said, this is what he had to say about that missing Malaysia flight. This is really interesting. Listen to this. Most evil, vicious Navy bases in the history of the planet. They do stuff that would make Hitler look like Santa Claus. Diana Garcia. So, wait, 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 wait. Sorry. Now, keep in mind, this interview that he's doing was back in 2005, by the way. This was an interview in 2005. Diego Garcia. That's where that first Malaysian plane is. That's where it landed. It had four scientists on it. Huh? 20 scientists, but four had filed for patent. It was Malaysia, but they worked out of Austin, Texas, for Texas Instrument. And the ones behind that plane was Texas Instrument, the government, and Boeing, who made the plane. And everybody is stupid enough to believe that a plane almost a block long can just disappear. With the electronics we have, all the technology we have, the next generation of cars will come out, there'll be no driver. So we got four of those top scientists mm -hmm. that had filed for patents worth $400 billion. Okay. So if one, two, three of us mm -hmm. and your brother, four, we filed for patents. And then here's a friend of y'all's who's with us. So five of us filed for patents. If we die before the patent is granted, then your brother, who wasn't on the plane with us, he owns them all. Mm. So those four scientists and the fifth person was the Carlisle Group. So he was saying the fifth person that inherited those patents was the Carlisle Group. That's owned by the Rothschilds, by the way. Mm. They own them all now. The patent was granted three days after the plane. That was a creation of the Rothschilds and the Vatican, FYI. Was missing. Wow. <laughs> okay. And so what I'm saying is this is this is the game. And if you can't follow that thread, then you don't you don't see it. That's crazy. What were the patents for? Huh? What were the patents for? Well, the patents was you heard people talk about they're gonna one day inject you. And can control you. Well, these guys come up with something they don't have to eject it. They just put it in this room and you come in and you smell it. That's, that's what. So basically, what he's saying is those patents, those patents that belong to those people that were on that Malaysia flight, it was patents for nanotechnology to be injected in bodies of people. You get in the picture, and those patents came under the, the you know the ownership at that point of the Carlisle Group again by the Vatican and the Rothschilds. Are you starting to get the bigger picture of what they were trying to do here? Now, this is back in 2005. In 2005. I found that very quite, you know, quite frankly, very, very interesting. Now, let's get into Operation Vampire Killer 2000. Now, what is that? Again, 
it's a this this was put together by police officers, national guardsmen, and military officers who have contributed to this special publication, and they are very well aware of the plan, the great plan, right, to overthrow overthrow our constitutional republic of the United States of America, of these United States of America. Now, this publication, many months in preparation, was found difficult to compile for many reasons. Now, one important reason was that none of the officers involved were pleased with the duty of bringing to the attention of their colleagues the names and activities of some in our nation who have been, well, they have been in the past or presently engaged in what can only be described by law as treason and or sedition against their government, you know, their own government. Now, while detaining their, the plan of these internationalists, the main goal of this special police publication will be to basically promote an active program that will defend America from those at work performing and, you know, for basically from, you know, prevent those at work that are forming an oligarchy of imperialism against this nation of free people. Now, the herein described plan to halt this un-American activity can succeed only with the combined efforts of the people's protectors, meaning the police, the guardsmen, and military, and their countrymen in the private sector. Um, Ladies and gentlemen, who are the countrymen in the private sector? Um, That would be the National Assembly, you know, the people in General Assembly, starting with Michigan then Alaska, and so on and so forth. Just saying. Now, in defining the words treason and sedition, we we look to the fifth edition of Black's Law Dictionary. Now, treason is the offense of attempting by over acts to overthrow the government of the state to which the offender owes allegiance or by betraying the state into the hands of a foreign power. And sedition means to knowingly become a member of any organization which advocates the overthrow or reformation of the existing form of government of this state by violence or unlawful means. Well, there's a lot of groups there in that category, let me tell you. So, the facts and information about some of the persons and their actions listed in this special report is prima facie evidence of their long involvement in activities directly designed to over, you know, overtly overthrow the lawful constitutional government of the United States of America. Now, these individuals thus hope to deliver the people of the U.S. into the hands of a foreign power known as the United Nations, which is in actually an oligarchy of the world super rich, by the way, in case you didn't know that, who basically they don't have any allegiance to any one nation and who control the U.N. from behind the scenes, right? It's like the Wizard of Oz. Who's behind that curtain at the U.N.? So as readers will find, as we will read through this, because this is going to be part one, by the way, ladies and gentlemen, this is going to be part one. It's going to be just like who's running America. I feel like this is very important because if we're going to find remedy and restore this republic, we need to know who else is also in the background working with, for, and by the people. 
So as the reader will find, many of these persons are or have been members of various organizations that, as their purpose, the destruction of this constitutional republic. Now, here's an important note for you all. Not all of the people listed in this report are involved in treason and sedition against the United States. Now, some of the individuals listed and quoted are presenting evidence of these crimes committed by others or are listed slash quoted for informational purposes only. It doesn't mean that they're criminal, okay? So as patriotic Americans of all races, religious and political beliefs, we claim our right to defend our republic from all enemies foreign and domestic. And this educational work is one such attempt. I'm sorry. Hold on one second, guys. I'm getting bombarded by text. Oh, that's lovely. I brought, I, oh, dear God, we need to take the, can we take those back? Can we take those back? My, <laughs> hold on. You know what? This is important. Hold on. We're going to cut off from this for a second. Hold on. I'm going to call the wife real quick. We're going to learn something, ladies and gentlemen. This is a lesson for all of you. Yes, really. Pick up. Pick up the phone. <laughs> Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, dear Lord. Okay, so real quick, real quick, real quick. So tell the people that you just sent me a picture. <clears throat> what would you send me a picture of? Our avocado. An avocado. And on the avocado, there's a sticker. Mm-hmm. What's, it stay, what's it say on the sticker? Appeal. Appeal. Now, ladies and gentlemen, this is in case you didn't see this already. Now, I was so blinded. Wait, wait, wait. Rietta just put it in here. Appeal. And Nancy is doing a bunch of laughy crying emojis here. So if you are grocery shopping and you are looking for, um, <laughs> if you're looking for veggies or fruits, don't get any like I just did that my wife sent me a picture of with a sticker that says appeal because what is it? What is it by Bill Gates? Yeah. Yeah. It's a Bill Gates thing. So needless to say, it's a pretty, pretty much a bad avocado. Yeah. Oh, well, I'm sorry. I did not mean to try to poison our family with Bill Gates, uh, GMO food. Good yeah. job, dad. Good job. <laughs> Good job, dad. Good job. Oh, well, thank you for that kid. I really appreciate that. My Lord. I think. So uh, we could take those back, right? Yeah. Okay, great. Yeah, you, you got the receipt? You? No, um, did, no, I didn't grab it. Did you grab it? Maybe. Yeah, oh, boy. It's somewhere. Well, it's on Emperor's, so we don't have to worry about the receipt. Well, you know, I kind of wondered, since it was like $1 per avocado, I was like, this seems very cheap. Now I know why. It's poison. Mm -hmm. Huh. Well, anyway. Well, all right. Well, th thank you for that. I just wanted to give the people a lesson on what not to do. Don't do like me and buy veggies and fruit with the appeal sticker on it. All right. Well, thanks, love. Appreciate it. Yeah. Thank you. Love you. Bye. bye, bye. <laughs> so don't do that, ladies and gentlemen. Don't do that. Yeah, I know farmer's market. Look, we needed stuff today and farmer's market doesn't hit till Saturday. You we got many, many more days and we need salads to eat today. You catch my drift? So, yeah, no, but in all seriousness, don't buy produce that has the sticker that says appeal on it. A-P-E-E-L. Don't do it. So, anyway. 
continuing back with uh operation vampire killer 2000 so this first section here talks about the new age right the new world government plan now i'm sure all of you know what the new you know the new age slash new world government plan is now many of our nation's internal protectors know of the well-laid plan which will culminate before the year 2000 now to usher the united it's basically to usher the united states along with the rest of the nations of the world into a utopian global community allegedly under the control of a you know a, a philanthropic united nations and so a great many of our fellow officers and national guardsmen are taking a stand against this plan because they realized that their fellow Americans were never allowed to know of this plan, nor given the opportunity to vote on such a change in their government. Now, in addition, the officers are concerned patriots, and they realize that this plan of world domination is injurious in the extreme and a total fraud perpetrated against the people of the world. Now, I'm going to cut away from this for a second. Do you understand, ladies and gentlemen, and I'm, I'm, I'm not trying to make a joke about this now because you guys know me by now. You know when I joke, you know when I laugh, and you know when I'm serious. I like to have fun. I like to laugh, obviously, right? This is why I push the National Assembly. This is why I stress to you, this is the only remedy this is the only remedy for all problems that we have in this nation. Poisoned water in our municipality, you know, you know, municipal water treatment plants to the woke bull crap that they push on our kids and transgenderism and, and, and drag queen story hour to taxation without representation to getting out of a fraudulent money, Babylonian money magic system. I know I talk about the assembly a lot there's a reason for it the assembly equals the people gaining their power back of self-governance when we get our power back in self-governance we can do away with all of this crap that is meant to harm us like the appeal stickered avocados that i mistakenly bought and i'm again i'm not trying to be funny here this is all very serious This is why all we talk about is assembly here and God, of course, God first, then assembly. We can't let these monsters take continuously take over our country and this world. And yes, I'm talking to you, Sweden. I'm talking to you, Canada and Australia and South Africa. I see you listen in on this show. I'm talking about your countries too. I'm not just talking about the, these United States of America. I'm talking about Mexico, Argentina, Japan, the UK. I'm talking to all of you. We can't let these tyrants take over our world. Now, allegedly, this new order is being set up to save the people of the world, right? Supposedly from a whole variety of imminent life and world-threatening disasters. You know, the same disasters that they create, by the way. 
And of those sworn protectors of the people that are aware of this global scheme, few realize that the actual behind-the-scenes plan is for an oligarchy of the world's richest families to place half of the masses that are on Earth in servitude under their complete control, administered from behind the false front of the United Nations to facilitate management capabilities. The plan calls for the elimination of the other 2.5 billion people through war, disease, abortion, famine by the year 2000. Now, as we can plainly see, their plan for population control or reduction is, you know, at least seemingly well-established and underway, but something is getting in their way here. Because clearly we saw this perpetrated during the COVID-Con that we saw, right? Now, this operation, Vampire Killer 2000 Plans, it involves the awakening and educating of our fellow officers to the extreme need for them to take an immediate and active role in assisting their fellow Americans in stopping this plan for world dominion using every lawful means available. Now, these elitists and their families have made most of their massive fortunes off the American people. That's a given. And they have dedicated entire lifetimes to using public funds to subjugate the people to the will of their new world aristocracy, you know, uh, uh, aristocracy. And this special police officer publication known as Operation Vampire Killer 2000, this publication is a private endeavor and is dedicated to those sworn protectors of the people who refuse to play a role in enslaving their countrymen. We, meaning the officers that are doing this, right, and the military men and the guardsmen, we, meaning them, are proud of these brave officers who are presently assisting other patriotic Americans of all other races and creeds in halting this program for world dominion called the New Age slash New World Order. This is why we have such good men and women like General Douglas MacArthur, like Robert Gilman, and Carl Miller, and many others who were in the military. People that were in special forces, people who are Marines, even though retired, still active. A few that I know. They're very much engaged in this fight. Now, some of our police slash National Guardsmen readers suggest names for this private police action plan, and our government to maintain privacy in its activities has long been in practice of choosing unusual names for covert operations, such as Transylvania and Company, Garden Plot, Operation Zapata, Thunder Muffin Incorporated, Operation Watchtower, and Cable Splicer, to name a few. Now, these officers, while in the alternative desiring the greatest amount of publicity about the plan of attack against these anti-American types, likewise have chosen a cute little name for, you know, their, you know, while they're off duty. First Amendment police action. That name is Operation Vampire Killer 2000. 
and it is felt that this name reflects the actual program in which officers are involved designed to stop or kill off the ongoing ongoing elitist covert operation which has been installed in the american system with great stealth and cunning they being the globalists have stated that the date of termination of the american way of life is the year 2000 why do you think y2k came about or tried to anyway Therefore, it is fitting that our date to terminate, at the very least, their plans is also the year 2000. So let it be well understood that we protectors of the American people have not asked for this battle. It is our nation's enemies who have brought this fight to the very door of every good American. That's right. Damn straight. And they're going to get a hell of a fight, let me tell you. Especially the people in assembly. We ain't effing around. Let it be resolved that our prayer and promise is to do all within our power as faithful countrymen to overthrow this evil, treasonous plan in a completely nonviolent and lawful manner. That would be the assembly. Our sworn duty is to protect the people of this nation and its constitutional Republican form of government from any enemy that would come against it. Yeah, that's right. We are the watchers on the wall. Our pledge is that we will be, or will, we will, by every means given unto us, uphold our oaths and fulfill our sworn duty to our countrymen. Damn straight. How are we going to do that? By putting a stake through Dracula's heart. What do you mean by that, Jason? What can we do? What should we do? The globalist agenda is a diabolical program which, through patient gradualism, is slowly draining the morale, the moral, the economic, and political lifeblood from the United States and the hardworking American people. See, we in America being the officers and private citizens alike are fortunate that at this moment in our history, we can still use law to fully exterminate these parasitic globalist blood sucking parasites by placing numerous stakes made of words, paper, pen, in hard work through their heart and hearts. That's right. See, presented here are often used uh, or, or oft used famous quotes and statesmen which will make for easy reference for those who wish to use them to educate our fellow, you know, fellow officers, National Guardsmen and military or the private sector. Now, as the reader will see, most of these statements have been around for many decades and are known by those who study history and the mechan- uh, the uh, the machine uh, boy the mechan- the mechanisms of the megalomaniacs. Man, there's a lot of a couple big words there known today as the globalists, right? And so most are not new revelations, but just the opposite. However, few will. 
ever be found in the controlled press. Now, these are literally thousands of such well-worn statements about the coming world government. We heard it from Bush Sr. back in the early 90s, talking about bringing in and ushering in a new world order. See, we have selected some of the very best and well-known. Well and so as the investigator will notice, not all of the quotes are documented as to date and place of utterance. This will trouble some, but if this is a problem to the reader as we proceed forward in this, he should either eliminate those quotes or consider as police investigations do the great preponderance of evidence pointing toward any given hypothesis. Now, in addition, as in other investigations, sometimes the investigator must look at the results to accurately check the validity of the information one is receiving. This is to say that many times we must look to see if what the statement purported would occur actually occurred in order to check and see if the original information received was valid. Now, as the investigator will recognize, this is the same process used by law enforcement in proving the reliability of a confidential informant, also known as a CI. And so the reader will readily see that what the undocumented statements listed in this publication exposed or stated would occur in the future has either occurred or is in the process of taking place today. Therein lies the proof of the validity of the original statements and why they were chosen to be included in this publication. And so what we're going to do is we're going to stop right there because, again, this is going to be in multiple-part series. This is going to be a multiple-part series. Again, this is a publication by our law enforcement, National Guardsmen, and our military men and women. Okay, so this is going to be over the next probably week, week and a half, multiple parts. So we're going we're gonna to end it right there. I'm going to bookmark this. I'm going to minimize this so we don't lose it. And then what we're going to do is we're going to end this in prayer. And then I have a song I'm going to be playing because this was requested by, let me think here, um, Lizanella and her husband, Robert. So I got an email because I, I actually asked them what song that they had requested because I know they had something special in mind and I couldn't remember it. So I had to email them. Now, what podcaster do you know, guys, will email, go out of their way to email you guys, right? Say, hey, what song do you guys like? See, this is why I try to set myself apart over here at His Hard Line compared to anybody else. See, everybody else, while they're too, you know, ego-driven and trying to, you know, make the show about me, 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 right? Forget everybody else. You pay me. Pay me my subscription so I can make a ton of money and, uh, you know, not include any of you, right? I like to include people. I think that's fun. This is the People's Podcast. You're absolutely right, Liz of Liberty. This is what I had intended. This is, first off, God's podcast, but this is your podcast. I'm just a button pusher, and I even screw that up, as you can tell by the beginning of this show. <laughs> so anyway, let's say a quick prayer, and then I'm going to play that song. It's called Can I Tell You by Kansas. 
Heavenly Father, we want to say thank you for another day of life, another day of good health, and all the many blessings that you bring in our life. Thank you for the gift of family and companionship with our spouses and our home. Thank you for the gift of work. We appreciate all that you offer us, all the creature comforts that we take advantage of and probably take for granted. We don't really think too much about it. I know these prayers seem pretty redundant, but you know, we, we're, we want to make sure you are very well aware of just exactly how appreciative we are of all the little things and big things, things we overlook. Thank you for technology, which allows us to, you know, get your word out there to a larger scaled audience, you know, around the world. I mean, I would have never thought that I'd have people in Russia and the UK and Australia and New Zealand and, 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 you know, Chile. In South Africa, listening to this podcast, I, I never would have thought in a million years that I'd have people downloading the show in all parts of the globe, hundred, over a hundred different countries. I, I just, I'm astounding by that. Just 15 months into this podcast. And I, we, we give you the glory, God. I mean, you're, this is your podcast. You're the one that's doing all this, not me. And so I thank you for that. I think this is a great humbling experience and I appreciate you giving me this opportunity to, to, to speak to your people. And, and I just, I, I hope you know that I would never abuse the, the responsibility behind this microphone. So thank you for all that you do and all that you give us. And, and Rietta says right here in the chat for her prayer, father, thank you for Jason. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. And in response to you, Rietta, thank you, Rietta and Donnie and all of you out there, by the way. And she continues her prayer by saying his family, thank you for his family and all these hardliner family members. We are blessed. Lord strengthens us to fight the good fight and build the assembly with true believers that love you. Lord, give us divine appointments to share the gospel. Amen. In your son's name, Jesus Christ, we pray amen. I really do appreciate that, guys. You guys are really a wonderful group of people, really. I mean, I could not ask for a better group of people. You guys are all amazing. And no, that's not just fluffy talk. I mean, I really do mean that. It's just amazing to see how this podcast has has transformed and how it's grown over the last 14, 15 months. And I hope that you guys can help me to continue to grow it. You know, I just thought about something. When I get these water bottles made up, I, I thought about it. I was going to sell them. I only got six of them. I was going to sell them, but I think some I, something came over me. I think what I want to do is I think I'm going to do this as a kind of like a, not so much like a drawing, but um, like one of those things where, you know, share this podcast with at least like, you know, five people. Send me a screenshot that you've shared the podcast. Like I'm going to figure something out. My wife is pretty, pretty in tune with that kind of thing because she follows a lot of influencers, but I want to do something like that. Like, you know, share the podcast with like five or 10 people. Right. Um, and then, and then take the most recent podcast and upload it to, you know, uh, three social media sites. And then, um, I, I don't know, I'm going to ask my wife what she suggests because she's usually the brains behind the operation. I'm kind of stupid when it comes to that stuff, but I think that might be a good idea. I think I want to do something like that to try to, you know, cause I, I think I'd rather gain more listeners over here than make a few extra bucks to be quite honest with you. I mean, look, look, don't get me wrong. I mean, look, you want to. You want to contribute to the gifts and go great. But 
I think I want to get more people growing over here in this community because people need to know just exactly how fun it is over here. You know, you need to tell people, look, this podcast, you know, like, let's just say you're talking to your friend, uh, you know, cousin Ray Ray, right? Cousin Ray Ray with Buddy Brown. You got to be like, look, cousin Ray Ray. All right. And your boy, Buddy Brown, you got to go over here and listen to Jason, you know, over at his hard line. He's on Podbean. It's free. All you have to do is sign up for a free podcast, you know, Podbean account. There's nothing to it. He doesn't ask you to subscribe or pay money. I mean, you can, you know, donate if you want to his, you know, gifts and go great. But he just wants to get the word of God out there to people. So, you know what? Why don't you do him a favor? Come on over here, subscribe, sign up for a free Podbean account, start listening to him. If you can't listen to him live, you can catch the download. But you know what? If you listen live, you know what the greatest thing about this is? If you actually have some good contributing comments that you put in the chat board, he'll even read it on the air. He'll interact with you. He tries to make it fun. He tries to make it personal because that's what we try to do over here. We try to make it fun. Everybody wants to be heard. I know you guys want to be heard. Everybody wants to be heard, right? Yeah, Rietta, even <laughs> even Lucifer shows up for crying out loud. He even shows up for God's show. But then he dipped out very quickly. He, I don't think he could you know, withstand the truth. I don't think he could handle the truth, quite honest with you. I mean, it, it's like that. Uh, it, it's like that. What? What that? What's that movie? Um, uh, a few good men. You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers? I want the truth. You can't handle the truth. Yeah, that 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 was for Lucifer. You know, I mean, yeah, I don't think he could really handle the truth, to be quite honest with you. You know, um, I was a little disappointed though to see him that he disappeared. You know, I really was. I was like, man, maybe I thought I could get him converted, but I guess not. So anyway, so what we're going to do is we're going to play this song. Can I tell you now? I'll be honest with you. This is a little bit out of my spectrum of music, but I did listen to it. And I do actually I do like it. It's growing on me. But because this is a request by regular listeners, Lizanella and her husband, Robert, I want to do them the honors and play this song that they wanted. And like I said. I actually like it. So it's called Can I Tell You by Kansas. Let me switch it over here on, on, on Cloud Hub so they can hear it. Here it is. Can I tell you something? I got to tell you one thing. If you expect the freedom that you say is yours. Just be words and nothing more. 
one thing If you expect the freedom that you say is yours Prove that you deserve it Help us to preserve it Or being free will just be words and nothing more I like it a lot. I don't know. What about you guys? Let's see. Andrew's saying love that bass guitar too. Yeah, it was actually a pretty good jam. I actually really enjoyed that. So that goes out to you, Lizanella and Robert. I hope that you guys are smiling when you listen to the download. Because I'm let's see, I'm looking through all the chat here. I don't I don't think I see them. Nope, they're not here today. Um, but yeah, that was actually a really good pick. That was a very, very good pick. But anyways, I, I hope you all have a wonderful day. Like I said, we'll be back on Friday evening, 7 p.m. Friday evening, 7 p.m. Tomorrow, Thursday, will be a podcast-free Thursday. And so, um, but before we leave, I think instead of playing my normal uh, my normal outgoing song, my normal outro, I think I'm going to play that high-res song, the 2 plus 2 equals 5. I don't know. What, what say you guys? Should I, should I do it? Should I do it? Huh? We have losers. We have losers. Trump, that was not nice. I cannot believe he would say such a thing to me. You know, seriously. I don't need anybody's money. It's nice. I'm really rich. Oh, yeah. Brag about it. Why don't you? Why don't you? You know, if you got so much money, Trump, why don't you just, you know, you know, wire me a couple million dollars? I mean, that's like, what, spending 20 bucks for you? I mean, come on now, you know. But anyway. I think, let's see here, High Res, I Will Not Comply is a good song. It is a good song. I do like that one. That is a really good one. So I hope you all have a great day, great night, wherever you're at in the world. And remember, here at His Heart Line, we are firm, we are steadfast, and we are uncompromising. The enemy will not win. Even when Lucifer shows up here at His Heart Line to get a little scripture, guys, he couldn't hang with the big boys and girls over here. He had to dip out. He's like, oh, crap, there's just too much Jesus going on over here. I can't do it. I can't do it. Be gone, Satan. I mean, like Jesus said in Luke 10, 19, I give you authority to step on snakes and scorpions. So hallelujah to that. So ladies and gentlemen, have a great day. Have a great night. We'll be back here on Friday at 7 p.m. And here we go. High res two plus two equals five. So it's different, as you know, that with equity comes class. Please welcome the new student, Robert. Welcome, Robert. Well, thanks for the warm welcome, Teach. It's lit, no cap. Take a seat. And let me just tell you something. In case you haven't seen the music video, by the way, High Res is dressed as like a teacher with blue hair and a skirt. He looks like the ultra, ultra libtard. Just saying. White privilege is something Welcome. that each and every one Thank of you bigots and colonists Wow. Send the mothers back to work Let the school system parent your children right from the birth Make them ill, feed them pills Confuse them about what's real Tell them facts don't really matter It's all about how you feel Science and math the races History lets erase it Indoctrinate a whole generation You can't escape it It's bigger than American politics You're an accomplice White people, racist and bigots And you're a colonist If you want freedom, we'll encourage
country that makes you a white supremacist Don't even try defending it cause what you say's irrelevant Put your hands up, everybody stand up The whole world going mad bruh Two plus two equal five You a racist if you don't think that add up Better not be in here telling these children that men can't get pregnant. Of course not, Mr. Smith. <laughs> and did you tell all the white children that they are racist? And colonizers and bigots, yes. <laughs> colonizers and bigots, yes. Yes, I have. Very good. Go and put your hands up, everybody stand up. The whole world going mad, bruh. Two plus two equal five. You a homophobe if you don't think that adds up. Come on, ladies and gentlemen, put your hands up. I don't have children. If you do, then abort them. If your neighbors don't comply with the government, then report them. If you have independent thoughts, then just ignore them. Communism's the way democracy is too boring. Bring your kids to a drag show. Give them a couple dollars to put right up in their asshole. Don't worry about the Epstein flight logs. The case is closed, so don't even go and ask, bro. Trust the WHO and CDC. None of our politicians work for the CCP. White kids are born racist. If you disagree, that makes you a damn racist. Study CRT. In today's lesson, men can get pregnant. Put your hands down. No more questions. Don't say pedophile, just say ALA. Adults that like adolescents. Go and put your hands up, everybody stand up. The whole world going mad, bruh. Two plus two equal five. You a racist if you don't think that adds up. Go and put your hands up, everybody stand up. The whole world going mad, bruh. Two plus two equal five. You a homophobe if you don't think that adds up. my brand new music video two plus two equals five if you can check out the description box below click that link and grab yourself a t-shirt common sense is in common when you're a communist <laughs> i appreciate y'all yeah.